Once upon a time, many years ago, when I was a little girl, I loved to visit my uncle Drosselmeyer. He was the best clockmaker in all the town of Minden. Uncle Drosselmeyer and my Aunt Gerda lived in an old house that overlooked the main street. It was on just such a night when I was still a young girl that I arrived to visit my Aunt Gerda and Uncle Drosselmeyer. And I would never be the same again. Welcome to the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies that brought princesses and princesses to be. I am Christy, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, Brie. Why, hello there. And we are in the our final episode of Nutcracker November for this year. We are taking a look at <sighs> 1979's Nutcracker Fantasy. <laughs> Only two this year would... Uh, we're almost done. We're almost through. <laughs> almost ex- escaped the Nutcracker for one more year. Yeah. Yeah, you're not. You are not a fan of Nutcracker November. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, look, it's not that I'm not a fan. It's just that, it, I don't know. It's... Uh... There's something about watching essentially the same movie over and over that you somehow don't find appealing. <laughs> you know, at least it's just once a year. At least it's it's once a year and it's only like two two nutcrackers. And to be fair, there's always some kind of weird fucking twist. Yeah. In these movies. Yeah, it's great. I I honestly I really find stuff like this interesting because yeah like it's when even when you are retelling the same story there is so much room for possible interpretation and when you manage to get an adaptation that just goes completely hog wild <laughs> it's, i don't know it's just the really fun did, this this one's a little weird the barbie mm-hmm. one was you know pretty standard but um I think we I think we looked at what was what was the one last year with the the live action one um <laughs> that was extremely fucked up <laughs> Oh god I I f- have to look it up. It has like multiple names. So one of the names is Nutcracker 3D. Uh, <laughs> right. Nut- yes. Nutcracker, Nutcracker 3D. But like Nutcracker the Untold Story I think is the other name. I forget. That I forget. Right which name we used when we covered the episode. <laughs> but that one was probably the wildest one yeah. so far. Yeah. This one is, yeah, like you said, so this one definitely doesn't reach those heights. Um, no. But it's still a little weird. <laughs> yeah. This one is pretty fun. So this is brought to us uh, by Sanrio. So... They are the creators of Hello Kitty and a bunch of other fun little cartoon characters. Um, And not really the first people you think of when you think of stop motion animation. Yeah. That is what this film is. Um, Specifically, it kind of apes the Rankin-Bass Animagic style. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Which it wasn't until I was an adult, and I don't know if you know this, Brie, but Rankin-Bass, a lot of their specials were created in Japan. You know, I believe it. That I didn't know that, but that, I, I yeah, I could see that, for sure. It's, I, I had no, no idea. Um, I forget when I learned that, but it's... I, I don't know for sure how many people worked on Rankin-Bass Productions, like how much of an overlap there was between their productions and this film, mm. but the director at least did work for... Um, oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if it's M.O.M. production or Mom production, but it was a production company that worked on Rankin-Bass films. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That extremely makes sense, what with the style of this one. Yeah, it it like it looks like a Rankin Bass film. You could definitely probably trick people into thinking this was Rankin Bass. Um, yeah, it's the the character designs, the the style of the of the stop motion animation, it's all very, very Rankin Bass. <laughs> and uh, last episode I mentioned that we would be covering a Nutcracker movie that well, it wasn't one that I saw as a kid. It tapped into that nostalgic feeling. And ah, and the yes. style is exactly why. Because I, I really love the old Rankin-Bass stop-motion specials. Yeah. And this movie does such a wonderful job of of replicating that same magic quality that I, I have, like, a bit of a soft spot for it. Um that said, we're going to have to get into some of the not-so-great uh, scenes and content in this film. Yeah. Like, overall, I have a really mixed feeling for this one because there's a lot of it that's just really, like, really cute and charming and hits that little bit of nostalgia for the, for the Rankin-Bass stop-motion. But also, it's not very good <laughs> so yeah. and there's some shots where you're like oh and so it's like on the one hand super cute on the other hand Ugh. yeah yeah not not to like bury the lead a bit but i this is one film that Again, while I have a bit of fondness for it, I also don't feel like I could recommend it to people because it it feels like you'd have to recommend it with a bunch of asterisks and like yeah. tell people about okay, actually, yeah, this is this is fun, but watch out for these scenes and this and this and this and <laughs> there's about fifteen minutes where they just break in the movie where it's just uh It's a bunch racist. of <laughs> Yeah, a bunch of very stereotypical accents. Not great. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's a big old speed bump in a cute film. And then once you get past that speed bump, there's also the other speed bump of uh, uh-huh. Clara and the Nutcracker stand-in and some of the awkwardness around that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, like... It's this is a weird one. Yeah. But that's why we're talking about it. Yeah. That's why you that's why you're here for this podcast. Yeah. Listen to us talk about some weird weird fucking movies. Yeah. So Christy, will you take us away? Will you will you give 
<laughs> Will you tell us what happens in the Nutcracker? I don't think we we know. No, you don't. I don't think okay. we've heard what. Yeah, I I've I've. Huh? You've... What's the plot of the Nutcracker? I haven't repeated it. Um, I've only repeated it like maybe seven times now. Um, <laughs> but no, so let's let's get into the plot summary for Nutcracker Fantasy. Lilies in the night, moon shadow, knocking on the door, calling Clara. Once upon a time, we are introduced to Clara, who is staying with her Aunt Gerda and Uncle Drosselmeyer. Clara is too excited to sleep, eagerly anticipating the arrival of her beloved Fritz the next day, who Clara hasn't seen in four years. Now you really must get some sleep. Enough dreaming. It's getting late. My Fritz, he'll never change. You know, he'll always be the same person I remember. While unpacking his bag, Drosselmeyer accidentally reveals a goofy-looking Nutcracker doll, who Clara quickly becomes attached to. Drosselmeyer leaves the Nutcracker with Clara, and everyone turns in for the night. Later that evening, Clara wakes up to find her Nutcracker is being stolen by a gang of mice. Clara follows the mice downstairs, and with a crack of lightning, a two-headed mouse queen appears. Oh, I wouldn't try leaving. Unless you leave the doll behind. What are we waiting for? Grab the girl and steal the doll! The Nutcracker doll springs to life and begins fighting the mice, while Clara ends up passing out from fright. Clara wakes up the next morning back in her bed without her Nutcracker. Aunt Gerda checks up on Clara and finds that she is feverish, so she orders Clara to stay in bed while she goes to find a doctor. Unsure whether or not last night was a dream, Clara goes downstairs to investigate. The door to the grandfather clock opens up, and Clara sees who she thinks is her uncle Drosselmeyer inside. Clara enters the clock and follows the man through the darkness, and somehow ends up in the foyer of a beautiful castle. Clara follows the vision of Drosselmeyer through the castle into the bedroom of a princess. Based on the portrait on the wall, the princess looks exactly like Clara, although currently the princess lays sleeping on her bed and has the head of a mouse. That is when the king enters, and after some initial confusion regarding Clara looking exactly like his daughter, the king explains that his daughter, Princess Mary, was cursed by Queen Morphea, the two-headed mouse queen. Morphea attacked and overpowered his kingdom, and ordered that his daughter be married to her son. <laughs> My only daughter married to that evil god. No, by my eyes. And she punished me by casting a spell on my darling. Her dark power changed my lovely daughter Mary into that ugly sleeping mouse you saw. How terribly sad. All of the king's men, including the handsome captain of the guard, Franz, are at a loss for how to break the spell. After a team of wise men try and fail to come up with a solution, Clara ends up wandering the streets of the kingdom. A man, possibly Drosselmeyer in disguise, leads Clara to the Queen of Time. The Queen of Time uses her magic to reveal that the only way to save Princess Mary is to destroy the source of Morphea's power, a giant nut called the Shell of Darkness. The giant... Shell of darkness? It is Queen Morpheus' heart covered by a hard shell. Evil hearts always need protection. Inside is her power. The nut can only be destroyed by the Pearl Sword of Light, 
wielded by someone of pure heart. The Queen of Time gives Clara the sword, which Clara brings to Franz. Franz agrees to fight Morphia, and the king declares that, if he saves Princess Mary, Franz will have her hand in marriage. Franz and a troop of wind-up army dolls advance, and enter into combat with Queen Morphia and her mice. After a tense battle, Franz manages to crack the shell of darkness and deal a death blow onto Queen Morphia. Unfortunately, before she dies, Morphia casts a spell on Franz, turning him into a nutcracker. Clara, who followed behind the army, retrieves the transformed Franz and brings him back to the palace where the restored Princess Mary is waiting. While Princess Mary is initially eager to wed Franz, she cruelly rejects him when she sees that he's been transformed into a goofy-looking nutcracker. The spoiled Mary insists that everyone forget about Franz and celebrate her return, leading the entire court to abandon Clara and the transformed Franz. Not knowing what to do, Clara returns to the Queen of Time. The Queen of Time says that only Clara can help Franz, that the answer is within her. With that, the Queen of Time's chambers turn into a dark forest, and Clara begins walking. Unbeknownst to Clara, she is being followed by the Mouse Queen's son, Gar, who escaped the battle that killed his mother. After journeying through the forest for some time, Clara comes across the Timekeeper, a strange old man who says he's been waiting for Clara. The Timekeeper tells Clara that she could save Franz with her love, specifically a demonstration of her true love, a sacrifice equal to the one that Franz made. Clara drifts off to sleep and envisions herself and Franz together, enjoying a fantasy world made of candy. Clara is woken from her dream by Gar, who is attempting to steal the Nutcracker from her. Wielding a knife and wanting revenge, Gar declares that Franz must die. Gar advances on Franz, but Clara jumps in between them, declaring that she loves Franz. With a flash of light, the spell is seemingly broken, and Clara begins falling to the starry sky. Clara once again wakes up back in bed, with her aunt and uncle by her side. Aunt Gerda reveals that Fritz has been patiently waiting for Clara to recover from her fever, and we see that Fritz is the spitting image of Franz. Hello, Clara. It's been a long time. These flowers, they're not nice enough for someone pretty as a princess. And as you might have guessed, we lived happily ever after. Lilies in the night. Uh, the, the end. The end. The, y- your summary of this film makes it sound like a tight little adventure that's like <laughs> well paced and like makes sense. Mm-hmm. It yeah, does not. Yeah. It is neither of those. <laughs> yeah, I think there's definitely like a few points where I, I I did have to kind of make assumptions on some shit that happens. Yeah. But I mean, like the, the the assumptions make the movie make more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it probably there's it definitely helps. some some stuff that the movie just sort of goes, "No, nah, it's fine." Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't yeah, don't worry about it. Don't think about it. It it probably helps that yeah. I've seen this film a few times, and I think with each time, I like I I pick up like, okay, maybe this is what they're going for. Okay, I think I get this. Yeah. Uh, uh, that yeah, that makes sense. A couple repeated viewings required to yeah. make sense of this. I I do not know you... what the. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say you left out the part with the ragman. 
I was just, yeah, I was just gonna say, <laughs> I don't know what the Ragman deal is. Um, so, <laughs> the the movie opens with like, if little children stay up past their bedtime, there's a a a, a man called the Ragman who goes around the streets at night, and if he finds you still awake, he'll turn you into a mouse and stuff you into his sack, and like. That's like a, a plot point for the first ten minutes of the film, <laughs> and then forget about it. Don't don't worry. It's yeah. never never to be seen again. I thought yeah, it was going to be like, oh, he's part like he gets children and they go to the mouse kingdom and are yeah. the mouse queen's servants, and then maybe they'll help Clara after because like if they defeat the mouse queen, then they can be kids again. But no. It's just don't don't fucking worry about it. It's nothing. <laughs> it's literally nothing. Yeah, it's I. Yeah, that would have been a good a better plot point. That like that's how the the mouse queen gets her army, and and these mice are like bratty children that just want to go home. Yeah. Oh, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I the, would have given any purpose whatsoever to uh. Yeah, to the, that the beginning bit. Well, and and it's it doesn't help that the ragman looks a lot like Drosselmeyer, which like yeah, I I don't know, like the it's kind of intentional in that there's a bit where Clara and Gerda think that Drosselmeyer is the ragman at first, but it beyond that I'm not sure if it's just like is it just meant to be a gag? That... I think it must be. I don't know, cause like Drosselmeyer as a like a lot of the side characters that show up kind of look like Drosselmeyer. Mhm. Like there's Drosselmeyer yeah. and then there's like the Ragman and uh the timekeeper and the guy who's in the alleyway who you, he doesn't look like Drosselmeyer but he's voiced by the same person and then there's uh the puppeteer in the forest that she runs into that you left out of the summary because it has nothing to do <laughs> with fucking... anything. Yeah. Yeah, he's so it's like he's he's around. He's just around everywhere, but like for what purpose? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and that's I don't know. This is another one where we don't know what the heck is Drosselmeyer's deal in this film. Mhm. You it's you almost you kind of have like a half and half situation where um in a lot of Nutcracker adaptations, Drosselmeyer is like the, he's he's the puppet master. He's the mastermind behind all of the events, trying to get, you know, the the female protagonist to save the Nutcracker. Yeah. And, and you kind of have that in this film. However, we don't get an explanation why he's doing this. I'm not sure if we're meant to believe there's some kind of connection between Drosselmeyer and Franz. Like, I assume no. Like, I... I have to, like, there's no hint of that at all in this one. Which is no. weird. This one, out of, I think, a lot of the ones that we've seen, or that you've shown me, uh, feels the most like Clara just has a fever dream and that's it. <laughs> like, yeah, like she gets real sick for a couple days and just has like the wildest hallucination dreams and then wakes up and is fine. <laughs> and not, none of that happened. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of, 
again, this is like where I kind of had to make assumptions in the summary because I think the implication is that it's real, but also a dream, maybe. Like I don't know. I I genuinely can't figure it out for this one. They they have like um. So when Clara in the beginning of the film, when she gets accosted by the Mouse Queen and the Nutcracker has to spring to life to save her, at one point a vase gets knocked over and Clara gets a cut on her arm. Right. And you see her with like she examines the cut and like she like she herself is questioning like is this real like what is happening and my assumption is that the cut is there to show the audience that it is real um i i guess but also like she could have just <laughs> been like wandering around having a hallucination and knocked the vase off the desk maybe like there's, so- there's sort of a an, a, a very ambiguous to this and, one. And yet Drosselmeyer at the end, he still does that bullshit of like kind of acting like he knows more than he's letting on. Yeah, but uh, he'll, he's kind of like that the entire time. Like he's he's a little <laughs> bit weird in this one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And not like the normal Drosselmeyer weird. He's just sort of like a strange man in this one. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing, but it also makes his knowledge or of anything or anything in this one very odd. Yeah. And hard he, to parse or understand. He has he has this conversation with Clara um when he reluctantly gives her the nutcracker and I don't know what to make of it because yeah. he Clara sees the nutcracker and she thinks that he's he's cute, and Drosselmeyer doesn't believe her, and he's like, oh, he's got bulgy eyes, and he's got buck teeth, and oh, he's he's hideous, he's ugly, and 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 Clara disagrees, and then Drosselmeyer goes on this this spiel about how he loves to make dolls, and every day he tries to make a doll that's perfect both inside and out. So every day I try to make a doll. That's perfect, both inside and out. You have no idea how hard that is. And how many times I've failed, my dear. Too many. Too many. I've made, oh, I've made lots of dolls. So many of them. But people only want to buy beautiful dolls. What good is a doll with just a kind heart? Now, the one you have right there has a perfectly beautiful heart. And yet, something, something is just not right. Uh, what, what good's a beautiful doll without a kind heart? And the Nutcracker has a beautiful heart, and he's like, yet, you know, yet he's so ugly, and he's, like, he just does not care for the Nutcracker. He's really not even that bad of a Nutcracker. He's not, no, like, he's just, he's fine. Yeah, he's just, he's cute. It's just a, a cute. little, like, goofy-looking thing. Yeah. But yeah, like and I, clearly, I... like <laughs> his argument made me kind of chuckle because all I could think of was like, I remember I can't. It was like a video that I saw online at some point in the last. I think it was earlier this year, but I can't, I don't know how old the video was, but it was like a little girl who found like it was like a possessed demon baby Halloween thing. <laughs> 
And she fucking loved it. Like, she was just this regular, like, this little girl, and her favorite toy was this, like, haunted-ass-looking <laughs> Halloween baby doll. And it was just videos of her, like, playing with it and bringing it with her everywhere. And I was like, kids will like anything. There is yeah. there is a, there is a, a child for every ugly toy. Like, <laughs> come on, man. God so funny yeah but it's <laughs> yeah like come on Drosselmeyer like surely like yeah like someone will think that little goofy looking nutcracker is super cute so I don't yeah. get what his why he's making such a big deal out of it I don't I don't understand how that conversation relates to the rest <laughs> of the plot of the film if it is supposed it to I don't I, like all I could think was like the princess is very pretty, but she has a bad heart. But the I, nutcracker yeah. is very ugly, but she he has a good heart. And yet Franz Franz that's, himself that's Franz himself is, is very, very pretty. He's he's a hunky man. He's a <laughs> He is oh I love his design so much because it is so perfectly like seventies, eighties anime yeah. pretty boy. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. That is just like a peak that era anime boy. I love him. He's beautiful. So good. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what Joseph Meyer's deal is. Uh, he's very mysterious. There I can't, I also can't help but imagine that a lot of the because this is a dub. Um, yes. Because the film is originally in Japanese. And a lot of... The, it's got that early dub problem from that era where um, they had to really be... They, they were kind of... The the actors are great. Like, Drosselmeyer is Christopher fucking Lee. Mm -hmm. And you're like, hell yes, Chris, Christopher Lee. My God. But... Yeah. Because they are trying to match the dialogue to both the Japanese uh, translation and also the lip flaps, everything is really kind of weird and stilted. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes. All of the dialogue has pauses and stuff like that that don't, like, the, the nothing flows super great. Yeah, sounds, sounds a bit unnatural. Yeah, so I can't help but wonder... If if it was like a problem also of like the translation and redub might have yeah. hindered the uh, the the listening and understanding experience for the English audience. Yeah, that's true. I I I'm glad you brought up the yeah the original language version because I I did start watching a bit of it actually. Um, uh huh. Because when I went to rip the the video file uh, to send to Bree. I realized that the there were two separate video files for the Japanese and the English language versions. And mm -hmm. there's a 10-minute difference between oh. both versions, um, with, with the Japanese version being the longer one. Huh. Um, I, I wasn't able to completely watch the Japanese language version. But I did get through, I think, like, the first, like, 30 minutes or so, and there's, 
like there's definitely some noticeable differences in some of the dialogue like for instance um uh aunt gerda appears to just be a nurse or a, oh. a nursemaid or something uh clara calls her nursey and she doesn't seem to be married to drosselmeyer in the the original version oh okay interesting um, but, like, some of the dialogue is a bit different, like, you know, in the beginning, Clara is, like, it's like the intent is the same, but how they go about it is different. Mm-hmm. So, in the English audio version, Clara is just kind of fawning about fa- uh, Fritz generally, and how she can't wait to see him. In the original Japanese version, she is, like, very specifically talking about, like, how she, she, he... She hopes that he's going to bring her a music box, like this very specific music box, oh. and she's kind of rambling about that. And it's still, you can kind of see the intent is that she's like very like, like, like just wrapped up in, in Fritz and can't wait to see him. Yeah. There are like some cuts though, too. Like the Ragman is like slightly more relevant in the Japanese version. Really? Only, I, again, I need to, like, finish it, so I don't know if he shows up elsewhere in the film, but at least in the Japanese version, you see him a bit more inside the clock as Clara is following Drosselmeyer to the fantasy land. Oh, weird. So he just, the Ragman just appears to kind of scare Clara a bit, and I don't know, like, I, I'm confused why they took it out. Well, and there's definitely some, like, weird cuts in this film where I imagine there was almost certainly some other stuff that they just cut out from from the original version so I wonder if there's parts of it that just make more fucking sense maybe I I I skipped around a bit to try and see I if I could spot some of the cuts there were like small things like at the end where Clara is talking with the timekeeper she Uh uh-huh she makes the connection that he reminds her of Drosselmeyer, and that was like cut out that quick little bit. And I, Ugh. I, I don't know why. Why would they, they cut that out? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they bothered because that feels like that might be a little important. Um, yeah. What? There. My favorite thing that, huh? at least f- from the brief bits that I saw, that they cut out. Um, there's a a bit in the fantasy sequence at the end of the film so when clara is imagining herself and franz in the candy land uh-huh um, you mean sanrio land where where hello kitty <laughs> yeah where hello kitty is lives. a thing there's a bunch of hello kitty merch yeah if if you didn't know this was a sanrio production you sure did after that fantasy sequence <laughs> but there's there's like a a a full sequence in that where there's like an underwater thing with oh. fishes and and starfishes and they're dancing along and then there's some peacocks and it's all like it's kind of cute and I I don't know if they cut that for time or something um, maybe because like that sequence I, I imagine it was very cute that sequence felt long already yeah it is like there's, a lot there's of parts like... of this film where it's just like <laughs> I I don't often get so checked out that I start checking Twitter, but there was a couple <laughs> sequences in this one where I was like, I'm gonna keep just, I'm gonna let it play while they're dancing, yeah. and I'm just gonna check the Hellbird site. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I gotta, I gotta admit, right now Twitter is a lot more um, entertaining <laughs> than, <laughs> than, 
been a lot of um but um i Uh think the the other bit cut from that fantasy sequence though and i wish they had kept it because i laughed my fucking ass off um there's a bit where so franz and clara are riding in a carriage and they get to a point where a, a, a clown but like uh. not like a not like a stop motion clown, a real life clown <laughs> appears and lifts up their carriage huh? into the sky and lets them and sits them down on a cloud and then Franz uh. Uh, salutes the cloud and then the cloud salutes back and what? it's great. <laughs> and I love huh? it. It's just this normal ass clown. <laughs> what the fuck? It's, it was the greatest. I laughed so hard. Wow. Oh, they should have kept it. They it <laughs> probably probably was good that they didn't because it it does kind of break the immersion. But it was uh, just yeah. really funny. What the fuck? Well, because there's one other point where they it's not a it's for the 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 Queen of Time. Mm-hmm. Where she's clearly not a stop motion puppet; she's a lady in a in a costume. Yeah. So they do use it elsewhere in the film, but it's kind of weird to just have a fucking rando clown. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like the Queen of Time, and like you said, she had like a puppet mask to kind of try and disguise yeah. that she wasn't yeah. human. But this clown was just a clown. <laughs> and it was great. amazing. Oh. oh. The, the Queen of Time, voiced by Zaza Gabor, by the way. Yeah! I think this is, this is her second time appearing on the podcast, because she was in uh, Happily Ever After. Oh, right. It's one of the dwarf elves. That's oh, a deep right. cut. That's way back in season oh. one. Oh, boy. That was a while ago. Yeah. You were, I, I, you were saying this, and I'm like, I know we... Okay, what one was that? Oh, shit. And then you said Dwarf Elves, and I was like, now I remember. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's all come back. Oh, that was that was the the linchpin to your memory, unlocking your memory. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like the Queen of... what like the, the effect for the Queen of Time, though, because she... Oh, absolutely, she, yeah. She's supposed to... I get the impression she's supposed to be some kind of, like, otherworldly character, and uh-huh. it kind of helps give her this, yeah, just, like, this magical vibe that the other little stop-motion puppets don't quite have. Yeah, because, well, there's, like, a, because she's, and the, the stop-motion in this, phenomenal, but because she's, like, a person in a in a costume, she's got a certain fluidity to her movements that really lend that sort of, like, otherworldly effect to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's, it's neat. Yeah. The the stop motion is largely just so nice in this, too. Like, it's just I, really... Yeah. It's so charming. And honestly, again, I feel like this, like... I have such a a weird soft spot for this film, and I don't really want to, but it's just because of the the animation. Like, I love this style, and you don't really see it anymore now that Rankin-Bass is gone, you know? Yeah. Like, like the stop motion 
that you see these days is like uh, incredible and a, a, a marvel. But like, mm-hmm. there's something, there's a little, there's a charm to this sort of like clunky, like there's a lot of smoothness, but there's also a lot of like click into place and like it's it's got its own sort of. The only place that I've seen it since has been, um, and you've probably seen uh, Worthy Kids. The yes, animator. yes, yes. Yeah, uh, I, I was gonna gonna mention he, Worthy Kids. He, he did like some little shorts and like animation tests for doing like essentially the same style in Blender, I believe, and yeah. that looks fantastic. But yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing how well he was able to replicate that style for real like it looks like if you didn't know better it's like oh someone's unearthed some old Rankin bass stuff it's like nope that's just worthy kids yeah honestly he probably could fool fool people if he yeah if he wanted to oh there's there's a new big top burger out this this morning that i haven't watched yet i'm very excited to watch <laughs> big top burger later have you seen his Big Top Burger stuff? I, I have. I haven't, like, finished this, the entire series, though. Oh, it's so good. It's Anyway. I, uh. <laughs> his, he's, he's one of those people. He's too powerful. He really I, is. Worthy kids must be stopped. He's become too powerful. <laughs> his animation uh. is too good, and it's too, like... It's 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 too unique. He's making it's the rest too good of us and look too bad. stylish. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, but yeah, I I uh, wish I wish that we had somebody who was still making. You know, I don't know, like somebody give Rankin Bass a bazillion dollars just to do their own thing <laughs> for a while. Just resurrect Rankin Bass to just do something like this. Yeah, just keep putting out specials. Like, it's just, I don't know. There's just, it's so fascinating. And I think it's, it's, it's just the tactile quality of stop motion animations. Like, I just want to touch everything. Like, these little props and these little characters. Yeah. They, they, they exist in real life and I could hold them if I wanted to. You could pick up Franz and hold him in your hand. Yes. Perfect little anime boy. <laughs> God. Oh, he is Everyone perfect. else in this kingdom that Franz is from is like a is like a <laughs> an exaggerated puppet cartoon character, and then there's Franz. Yeah, the perfect anime boy. He's great. <laughs> it's it's funny, I vaguely have a memory oh. of Back in like I don't know like the the late nineties early two thousands I I feel like I saw just like a an internet write up about Nutcracker Fantasy because for some reason just like the image of Franz I I picture as like a low res screenshot in my mind. <laughs> like I think it's I, it buried was... somewhere deep deep in your memory. Yeah, and it's it is just like I I don't know, it's just weird. I I just remember seeing screenshots from this <laughs> film and being like, "What is this? Like this like I, like this looks like Rankin Bass, but I've never seen this one." And not knowing what it is, and of course back then it was like 
yeah, I, I don't know. I forget when the DVD was released. I, I imagine there was probably a VHS kicking around, but probably well, was hard to find at that point. I think I read on the Wikipedias that it was re-released in 2014 okay. for Hello Kitty's anniversary. Um, <laughs> so there might have been a DVD release then. Yeah, okay. That that would that would track. So yeah, whenever I did see those early screenshots, it it would have only been on VHS and I did not have the VHS, so all I had was this memory of this <laughs> redhead redhead male character that looked like a Rankin Bass character, but yet was not one that I had ever seen. This hazy mental screenshot. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Like back, especially back in those days, it was probably like a like two hundred by two hundred pixel <laughs> screenshot. Oh yeah, the most just JPEG the smallest quality. little picture that they could fit on their GeoCities site. Yeah, honestly, it probably was a GeoCities site or some shit <laughs> like that. God. Ah, oh, but yeah, it was it was really fun to get to rediscover this film uh, as an adult because it, it unearthed that memory of. This vague notion. Wait. I remember. Yes. I remember now. I remember that red. The low res JPEG. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but yeah, the character designs overall, barring some, are <laughs> very cute. Yeah. Like, the Clara's very cute. Franz is is an adorable little anime boy. Uh, the, I like the Mouse Queen. Yeah. She's she's your classic two headed Mouse Queen. She's got the two heads going on, and she's very kind of spooky. It's great. Yeah, I love her. I again, I I mentioned this in the last episode, but I really like the adaptations where they do the multi heads for like the Mouse yeah. royalty. So I was very happy to see this two headed Mouse Queen. Yeah. She's got a great design. Yeah. Uh, the mice, very. Some of the mice, very cute. Some of the mice, less cute. But yeah. overall, pretty cute mice. Uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's, got, it's got some good designs. Mm-hmm. Even some of, some of the characters in the, uh, the wise men from around the globe scene are... are have really nice designs some of them don't <laughs> yeah some of them have pretty insensitive designs yeah it's yeah yep. not fun i i liked like the one she looked like maybe a norse lady or a viking lady yes yeah i was thinking of her too like she's just got a really nice silhouette and design to yeah. her and the puppet's just really nice mm-hmm. yeah that's that's sort of the sequence where uh, you hit about halfway into the movie and there's about 15 minutes of the the wise men come from all over the globe to try and solve uh, the problem of the of Princess Mary being turned into a mouse person. And uh, all over the globe means there's some people from places that are easily stereotyped. Yeah... And again, so this it's is a little... it's, it's a big speed bump that makes it very hard, is one of the reasons why it's hard to 
recommend this film because it's like, oh, this is just really unpleasant to watch. And it goes on for yeah. so long. So you're just sitting it's there. It's so long. <laughs> watching <laughs> this. So, unple- so unpleasant. And it's so long. There's there's chunks of this movie that just in general that just fucking drag on for way too long. And this yeah. is one of them. Uh, it's just discomfort and bad and long and bad. Yeah, uh, they they could have trimmed this one down so much. The scene and I I wish they <laughs> that they did. Yeah, and it's it's. Like, it was the 70s they were making it. That's not an excuse, but it is, like, why it got, you know, passed. Yeah. Where it should have. It's what people at the time thought was okay to joke about. Was was funny, yeah. 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 But it's just, it's so long. And doesn't amount to fucking anything. No. Like, it's not even, like, a plot moving forward thing it's just it's just like 15 minutes of nothing literally the point of that scene is that everybody there's no hope there's nothing that can break mary's the the spell on princess mary so we went through all of that unpleasantness for absolutely nothing and it's by design of the fucking film Uh, yeah it's it's bad it's not good. No. Oh. Do, do we want to get the other, like, not good discussion out of the way, too? With, uh... Yeah. Uh, Fritz, Fritz and Clara? Um. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. So there's... That's... There's a very distinct age difference between... Uh, yeah. Clara and Fritz slash Franz. Um, to the, the point one's that a child, they... the other yeah. is an adult. Yeah, like they quite like they <sighs> they specify Fritz is old enough to have graduated from university, and they don't specify Clara's age. But for what it's worth, um, she's voiced by a twelve-year-old uh, Melissa Gilbert in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the original, the Japanese version, her voice actress uh, was 15 years old, so that kind of helps it a little bit, but <sighs> that's still, like, a kind of significant age gap, and... Yeah. Well, it- and it was one thing where if it's, like, if it's a young girl who is enamored with, like an older guy or like a like an older teen guy that's you know that's something that i could be like all right that's just like that's a little girl who's who's you know has a crush yeah and that would just be kind of cute it it gets weirder when it's reciprocated yes exactly from the adult to the child and it's right at the end of the film too yeah it's majority of the film Franz is like he's like very polite to Clara like mm-hmm. just, I don't know like just treats her nicely but never indicates that he has any like other affection to her um but then right at the end of the film when Clara meets with Fritz 
that's when you know like he he comes in and he tells her how pretty she is and there's like this very it's it's very um intentionally shot and framed to be this romantic thing and he's like looking into her eyes and she's looking back and they're like they're they're like in with like kissing distance they're not kissing but it's like it's almost like I don't know, like, it's not kissing? It's not, yeah, they're not directly kissing because they didn't shove the puppets together, but there's, like, a pair of birds that land on the windowsill behind them and they're kind of, like, cuddling and got their beaks together and it's like, yeah, all right, <laughs> like, you're implying this. And it's yeah. not, um... Not, not good. <laughs> also uncomfortable. And not yeah, and like, like you said, like, it's, you know, sometimes... Like kids get crushes on adults, and a lot of the times it's just like this chase little thing. Like the kid, like I don't know, especially like really young kids. Yeah, exactly. Most part, it's just like this innocent. Like they don't really get what love is beyond like I like this person. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a sweet innocent kid crush. Yeah. So if it was just like if it just left off at that then that would have been good. And, and like, I don't know, like maybe if you want, you could still keep in the narration that maybe like years later they like get married or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's still weird. When they're both adults. Yeah. No. It's, it's, it'd still be weird, but it it's just him reciprocating Ugh. in that moment. It's a nay nay. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Yeah. So again, it's, I can't recommend this film to anyone. <laughs> there's this kind of shit in there yeah it's one of those things where it's like it's a very niche recommend where it's like if you go in with the foreknowledge of these frankly bad aspects to this film Mm -hmm. and you have a deep love of rankin bass stop motion that is the one case (laughs) where i could say sure take a look at this because you will enjoy the visuals of it yeah, any like, other any other circumstance I can't say throw this bad boy on. Don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, and it's it's a shame because like you said, like there's a lot visually really to enjoy. Yeah. Like they, oh. There's we little clips to... of the animation where I'm just like they did so good. Like this looks so nice. And yeah. just my anima- my animator brain latches on and is like oh that was really nice like one point there's Drosselmeyer and he's kind of like fucking teleporting through the castle when <laughs> when <laughs> Clara first gets there because who the fuck knows what's up with Drosselmeyer but he does this like one move where he like leads hip first and like like sort of like glides around a corner and I'm like that yes. was a really nice little bit of animation yes and it's just it's oh. neat it's so good. So there's and like it's... aspects of it that are so good, and there's like stuff like that you want you stuff like that you want people to see. You want to tell people, yeah. go watch this. Yeah, it's like check out check out this charming little bit of like animation history, but also fucking don't. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like when you it is it's like when you're talking about the early days of animation history like some of the old uh like fritz or uh, sorry yeah. uh felix the cat uh yeah. cartoons um there's like some neat things in those old cartoons there's also a lot of racism and <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. 
Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I I, sh- I should mention that in in the Japanese audio because I I kind of checked out the wise man scene because uh-huh. I was curious like how like some of the dialogue in the English version I just had a feeling like is, uh-huh. is this white people doing this Oh yeah it is Um and yeah it's I I checked the Japanese audio and at least like some of the characters. While, like, visually, obviously, their appearance is the same, the dialogue that they're saying and the bad accents is not are not present in the Japanese version, so yeah. it makes it a, a bit more palatable. Yeah. Um, and as I mentioned, in the, the Japanese version, um, Clara is voiced by a 15-year-old, um, and so she sounds older, so I get it. It helps it a little bit. <laughs> not just it in a... In a better direction. <laughs> yeah, it's better than 12. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, why? 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 Oh, oh, actually, <laughs> I should mention too, in the Japanese uh-huh. version, uh, Fritz is explicitly uh, Clara's cousin. Oh. Yeah, uh-huh. they they do mm. not mention that in the English version. Mm. I I don't know mm-hmm. if it's, I don't know if it's meant to be that Fritz is Drosselmeyer's son or what. It's just that uh-huh. he's. They mention that he is Clara's cousin. So they that was the one thing that they edited out of well. the American <laughs> version. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I, it's it's funny to see what what things they take offense to and what <laughs> they leave in the film. Oh oh boy. Oh. God. <sighs> um. Okay. <laughs> Let me look through my notes. What what else right. we got on here? All right. There was there was a point. <laughs> we had <laughs> my notes when we there was about thirty minutes left in the film. It's how is there still thirty minutes left? <laughs> Oh god, there's still 20 minutes left. Uh, there's still 10 minutes left. And then oh thank god it's over. So it was <laughs> oh that's a it's a bit of slog near the end. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't help that this film has two instances of just like everything stops so that we could watch some ballet. Yeah, yeah and it's not it's not uh uh stop motion ballet it's literally they just fade to actual like footage of human ballet dancers doing yeah. ballet which i which honestly, is great and all but it does nothing for the movie no and it doesn't even really make sense in context like the first nope. instance clara just finds like it's like she happens upon a random ballet dancer and she watches uh, and at some point she joins in very briefly with like some little yeah. dance moves and the, those the are animation cute. yeah the anim- the stop motion animation on clara doing little ballet moves is really sweet it it makes me wish that we got to see the little stop motion characters do ballet that would have been cute as hell yeah yeah and then the second ballet instance is towards the end where i think it's like maybe meant to be implied that so you have like Clara and, and deep sigh. He's oh. just like trying to piece this fucking movie together. Um, you see, 
you see Clara and Franz and they're standing there, but then it like kind of crossfades them into uh, a pair of ballet dancers and mm. the dancers start dancing. Right. And so I, I don't know if we're meant to, meant to like connect the two. That, yeah. Like these are like their stand-ins. Like, are these meant to be Clara and Franz or are these, is this just meant to symbolize them? Because they don't look like Clara and Franz. No. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. But it just did the same this same thing as the last Nutcracker movie we watched where you just got to stop and watch people just, dance. Just wait it out. I think this is I think the second one was where I <laughs> tapped over <laughs> and started checking Twitter for a little bit cuz I was still keeping an eye on it. I'm like, anything interesting? Yet? Nope. Stop, stop, still dancing. They're still dancing. Yeah, They're still dancing. Oh, just Keep on dancing. I gotta see what fucking dumpster <laughs> fires currently ignited on Twitter. I literally have the note in my notes. Oh, good. Another live action ballet sequence. Great. Time to check the bird site. <laughs> so. You like penciled it in. That's great. I did. Uh The yeah, movie, yeah, the movie definitely feels like it starts to fall apart, especially at the end. Yeah. Well, like, and then at the end, like, you start to get some of those, like, really noticeable cuts. Yeah, really the... bad cuts and some weird audio mixing. And it's just like, ooh. Yeah. Like, oh, and I should, Oof. maybe I should mention, too, like, um, I don't know if this is my DVD or if this is maybe the, just, like, the transfer or what, but there's a point early on in the film where the sound cuts out for like a good 15 seconds. Yeah, it cuts out. And like, there's no, is that when Clara's waking up? Because she also isn't moving. So I yeah. was like, did the fucking movie stop? <laughs> like what happened? Yeah. yeah what, I, did, I don't. Did something go wrong? <laughs> it's not in the, the Japanese version. I, I checked. So I don't Weird. know. I like my and my DVD looks clean. Like I keep those those fuckers pristine. Yeah. Don't you worry. Oh um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know if this is a factory error or some kind of glitch or something with the the English adaptation. A, and yeah, they did not give a shit Weird. enough to try and fix it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I this I feel like this movie. Like, I want to give it to somebody to re-edit. Like, chop yeah. out... Just, like, ch chop out the whole Wiseman sequence, because there's, there's fucking nothing there. Mm -hmm. It's useless. Like, chop... Like, there's the battle sequence between the toy soldiers and the mice, and it's so fucking long and doesn't <laughs> matter. It's just... Ugh, it's just long. Mm-hmm. One of my notes is this battle scene is way too fucking long. Yeah. Uh, just take out the ballet sequences where they just stop and you watch ballet for a bit. Or at least take out the second one. Yeah. And again, it's it's funny. Like, they took out ten minutes of, like, other, like, quick little cuts here and there. But there were these large chunks of the movie that you could have done away with quite easily. Yeah. Very many mysterious uh 
yeah. choices were made. So Someone had reason to edit the movie the way they did, and I just want to ask them some questions. Mostly yeah. why. <laughs> why? Why, did you, why did you do it this way? What were the logic behind the choices that you yeah. made in this film that's 43 yeah. years old? Oh, good. I'm glad you know math. I, I'm trying to... That's why I had to take a second. <laughs> I, Honest to God, in I my head... Here's here's my problem is that um <laughs> I was in my head I was like okay Labyrinth was released in 1986 <laughs> and it was the 36th anniversary this year so I was like <laughs> trying to count back from that <laughs> I, you have one you have one time to, like <laughs> time frame and everything yeah. else adjusts from there. Yeah, it's it's before Labyrinth and after Labyrinth. <laughs> oh, God. Well, what was it? 86? So this is, what, uh, seven years BL before Labyrinth? Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, what's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. On... On the note of the the little fight scene, it was kind of fun at first to see a stop motion fight scene. Oh yeah, yeah, like it was great at first, and then it gets long, it's really <laughs> long. Yeah, the longer than it needs to be. Where, especially since they keep reusing shots. Yeah. Uh, there's there's like one bit in that where a mouse has a cat in a cage and they release the cat because yeah. they want it to go attack uh, the toy army, but then the cat yeah. chases them and the mouse is upset. Because it's a cat and they're mice. Yeah. But the, the mouse well, is upset and, and it's like, no, not me, chase, fr chase frauds. I'm like, but it's a mouse. And there's a cat you're you a got, mouse, guy. And you're a cat. What did, oh, yeah. What? what did you think would happen? Why did... What was the... Oh. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Oh, God. The movie is very... uh Confounding. Baffling. Bamboozling? <laughs> Mysterious. Yeah. I did like that we were able to spend some time with the Nutcracker before they became a Nutcracker. Yeah. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Because I think in a, lot, in a lot of these adaptations, it's, I mean, it usually is, it, the Nutcracker is introduced in the first, like, five minutes already as an inanimate object, and you sort of piece together their story throughout the rest of the film but here we actually get to witness it so that it is it's like it's a good idea yeah like it's a it's a fun little idea for that for sure i'm, like, I'm like trying to there's think so, of there's so much there's so much in this film that i'm like i wish this was just taken out and in a better film <laughs> like, yeah, i wish yeah. there was a re-edit of this that cut out the bad parts of it like just the, the bad parts mm -hmm. and just saved the rest of it that i could show even if it was like a half hour little special 
Just trim yeah. out all of the the bullshit and make a little half hour special with like a a tight comprehensive plot. Preserve mm-hmm. like the little the nice animation and the cute designs, just the cute ones. Um, and just I you know. It's a shame. It is a shame because it's like yeah. it's it's so close and yet yeah. so very far. Yeah, one of those one of those films that it, it feels like it has such potential and it just like I I, I kind of just like feel sad like oh you never got to live up to what yeah. you could have been. Yeah. Oh, I well I guess another to share another positive. I I really like the music in this. It's very, it's, it's, it's got that sort of, it's got that 70s musical style and it yeah. is, it's fun. Like there's definitely yeah. some fun music in this. Especially because like they use some of the Nutcracker, Cracker ballet music, but then there's, there is a good chunk of their own original music. Yeah. And I, that's what I like the little songs that they have, like with the choir and yeah. Like I wish I I knew a term to describe the music, but it's just kind of dreamlike, and I feel like I've heard it in movies and or anime made around this time. I am a child in search of love to fill my empty I think like there was like something similar in the the Toei Animation Little Mermaid that we took a look at. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yes, yeah. It's just got that vibe. It's just got yeah. the vibe to it. And I just oh, and I like it. It's just very relaxing and zen. Yeah. So that's cute. <laughs> that's cute. That's <laughs> yeah, nice. That's cute. I like that. Uh. uh trying to see if there's anything else in my notes that we haven't hit there's oh so a lot of the sets are really charming her mm-hmm. clara's little house is very cute there's all these like little tiny furniture it's just, it's very sweet it looks like a little like dollhouse that you might have it's very cute um uh the palace it's weird um when you first get in the palace there's like these big statues uh that are like people that are drummers it's fucking weird the one the one part that tripped me up the most is that in princess mary's sleeping room <laughs> yes around the ceiling there's just these like images <laughs> of like doll eyes staring down yeah and it's just it's just ringing the the it's a circular room and all around the top of the room is this these images of of eyes looking down you're like what the fuck is that (laughs) it's it's something i only noticed it in like this last viewing that i did and there was one shot in particular where it's like clara and the king in the foreground and then it's like what the wait a minute what the fuck is that yeah what the fuck what the fuck is up with that I almost the first it's thing that's creepy. <laughs> it is. The 
the the first thing that came to my mind is that I was trying to figure out is this like a is it is it like a kid like peering into like a toy box or like a dollhouse? Oh, maybe, maybe. I don't know though. I don't know. It's very strange. It's just a, it's it's creepy. It's, yeah, very it's, spooky. It's just creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, I'm trying to think if there's any other weird moments like that. Some of some of Claire's expressions are a little weird. Oh yeah. I, I think like her main like super shocked face. Um, which is <laughs> it's just a little like there's just something about it that's just like slightly and maybe just because it's like very frozen, like she holds an expression. Yeah, yeah it's the, she has the the one shocked face and she'll just freeze in it. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Okay. Blink. For the love of God, blink. <laughs> She's too scared. She can't blink. This is blank stares. Uh, yeah, Ooh, uh, I, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Oh, go ahead. What One important thing to maybe mention in this is that this is not a Christmas movie. It's not even a winter movie. Oh, yeah. It really <laughs> isn't, is it? There is it's a metal spring when this happens. Yeah, there is no trace of snow or anything. And it's it's very unusual. I think out of all the Nutcracker movies I have so far, this is the only one that has nothing to do with winter or Christmas. Huh. I didn't even I, notice, but no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I I kind of wonder if it's maybe due to this being a Japanese production. I don't... I tried to Google oh, maybe. it. I, I tried to Google it, and it seems like there's maybe some parts of Christmas that Japan celebrates, or, like, they've just adopted as, like... I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem yeah. like it's anywhere near the level it's celebrated in North America, no, obviously. That, I think Christmas tradition in Japan is getting a bucket of KFC. Yeah. Which is... That's- in my opinion, phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty damn. Oh, I wish I had some KFC. Right and like now. a cake. Yeah, like a yeah, Christmas which, cake like, with Santa on it. It's I I that's the impression I got. Where it's like it's like oh like I don't really care about Christmas, but this seems like a good excuse to like see some pretty lights or go eat some KFC. Yeah, which is like hell yeah, yeah. So I I do wonder <laughs> if maybe. That's part of this, the decision to separate the story from Christmas. Like, if they wanted to make it more generally appealing, or they didn't want Maybe. to label themselves as a holiday movie. Maybe. Yeah, I have no idea. But I, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even catch that. Huh. <laughs> I, I caught it mostly because there was one year for around Christmas. I, I was like, ah, I kind of want to watch like a, a Christmassy movie. So I went through my Nutcracker movies and I decided to rewatch this one. Uh-huh. And it wasn't until like the very end of the film that I was like, oh, right. This is the one that has nothing to do <laughs> this with is Christmas. The one that I don't, that has no Christmas in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this, wait a second. Uh, oh. Hold on. I've chosen poorly. Yeah. I, I can't tell. I like, I think I kind of missed the Christmas theme, obviously. Or yeah. obviously, it, I don't know. Like it just seems like I, I don't know. Like I can't even really explain why I miss it. Maybe it's just the association that this is a Nutcracker movie, 
why isn't there a Christmas thing to it? But yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just like it's missing. It's missing the vibes. Yeah, it's just like a weird. I don't know. Like they, I don't know. Maybe it was to further distance <laughs> themselves from Rankin Bass because God knows they had the market. Oh, maybe on Christmas yeah. specials. That could also be it. That's. This is such a perplexing film. <laughs> it's truly it's confusing. What a puzzle. What Ugh. a fucking puzzle. <laughs> oh, is there anything else you can think to say for this one? I don't think so. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so strange. <laughs> it is such a strange film that I... Was both charmed and disappointed by. Yeah. It's again, this is such a. I wish this was a better film. I wish I could recommend yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I, I straight up can't recommend it. But I wish I could. Yeah. 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 That's about where I'm at. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have anything else more to say for this one. Other, no. I guess, not the worst. Well, I was gonna say probably not like the worst Nutcracker film we've seen. Possibly no. one of the more offensive ones, at least. Yeah, in part. yeah, yeah. But then again, we also did watch one last year where the Mouse King was a Nazi, and. <sighs> That's true. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well. <laughs> well. 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 Nutcracker. Uh, yes. Nutcracker November has come to a close. Thank you for joining us for this one. Um, We've all escaped once more from Nutcracker November. Yeah. I mean, Breeze escaped. I just kind of saunter out of Nutcracker November. It does not phase me. <laughs> but uh yeah we're gonna be trying to think of some good wintry princess movies to finish off december um and on that note i we should give a heads up that we are going to be on our friend mike westfall's advent calendar house podcast yeah uh, so that episode is going to be coming out sometime in December. Um, not sure on the exact date, but stay tuned to go check out Mike's podcast. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have a tweet on the Hellbird site once that goes up. Assuming that there is still a Twitter in December, <laughs> we will. Assuming have to... it f- it fucking still exists. Yeah, <laughs> that's we're gonna. I'm yeah. gonna keep posting on Twitter, but. Yeah, well, I guess I'll let you know if we end up having to make another social media account somewhere else. <laughs> to Tumblr. Oh, God, I don't want to go back to Tumblr. I, listen, I may have re, like, just blown the fucking dust off of my old Tumblr <laughs> that I've had for fucking 15 years or whatever God. that I haven't posted on for the last five. So I was finally like, you know what? Why not? I Why not? Here's here's my annoyance is that literally earlier this year I was still like checking my Tumblr. I wasn't posting on Tumblr, but I was checking my yeah. Tumblr dashboard every day. 
And I finally yeah. thought to myself, like, you know, I don't really, I just, I don't interact with Tumblr. I need to not do this. I'm spending too much time on the computer already. <laughs> so I just, like, abandoned no. Tumblr. And now uh. everybody is going back to Tumblr. Like, son of a bitch. I just <laughs> got rid of Tumblr. I cut Tumblr out of my life. See, I never stopped going to Tumblr. I was just, I've been lurking there. For, oh. And I've had moments, too, where I'm like, why do I still look at this? But then I still open it at least once a day and, like, just go through the yeah. dashboard and see what the fuck's going on and like posts. But I haven't posted anything for five years, so I was finally like, oh, why not? I might I might as well. <laughs> you made one post, and now it'll be another five years before you make the next one. No, I've posted some of my... So I have, like, a backlog of some sketches. I haven't drawn oh. as... I, I also haven't been drawing as much for the past, you know, five years because work is a thing now in my life. Um, but, you know, I've been throwing up old old art on there. Not to plug my Tumblr. You don't, don't have to look at my Tumblr. It's fun. Everybody, um, go check out Bree's Tumblr. <laughs> no. Oh, no. I'm it's going the there same. right now. Aw, oh, jeez. Uh. Um, but yeah, we are still, we are currently <laughs> still on Twitter at Bad Princess MOV. Um, so yeah, we'll see how long that lasts for. Um, otherwise, if you want to send us an email or a suggestion for a, an episode, feel free to email us at badprincessmovies at gmail.com. Or you can check out the catalog of Bad Princess Movies, which you could find at badprincessmovies.com. Why does it always sound so awkward? <laughs> I don't know. I hate You say social the same media. thing every time, and it's just... It's just, it's never... I need... Uh, someone help me. Someone write an outro <laughs> for me. <laughs> Christy, you know that won't help. Uh, someone you know please help. Yes, well, maybe it will. And then I can just record it once. Ooh, I'll record it once. And then I can just splice it in. Oh, no, no. And, and every episode, it'll do. just be like, just all of a sudden the audio quality changes very suddenly and sharply for the last 30 seconds. And I'm gone. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just not in there anymore. I'll just like, I'll just edit in some of your laughter just like randomly. Just ha ha ha. <laughs> oh, there we go. I'll use that clip. Just, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, I'm looking at Bree's right, Tumblr. Well, I'm looking at Bree's oh, Tumblr. Thanks. There's a lot of Final Fantasy people. I'm so out of touch. Is this a Final <laughs> Fantasy? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, that's Final Fantasy 14. Did you know Is that it's got a, a fucking <laughs> free trial up to level 60, including the, the award-winning expansion Heavensward? Are you are you trying to convince me to try Final Fantasy? No, no, it's no, it's no, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Don't worry about it. Don't 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 to find Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good note to end it on. Yeah. All right. Uh, my my brain's left me. Yeah. Time to go take a nap. I'll I'll see you guys later. See you guys on Breeze Tumblr. Oh God! Bye, bye. Hear the music now that.